Welcome to the Barnes and Thornburg Podcast Network. You're listening to Trial Ready, a podcast dedicated to learning about the work of trial lawyers and their insights into the legal issues of today. To learn more, visit us online at btlaw.com. Welcome back to Trial Ready, Barnes and Thornburg's podcast dedicated to learning all about trial attorneys and the work they do. It's been a few months since we recorded our last episode with Chuck LaBella, but frankly, that's part of the life of a trial lawyer and being at a big law firm. We just got really busy with work and travel. And in fact, my usual co-host, Mina Sinfelt, is traveling currently for work. So I am being joined by Mike Battle, who is a prior guest and a prior guest host. And I'm so glad to have you, Mike. Thank you for joining me. MB, thanks so much for having me. Quite frankly, it is really an honor for me to be here. Listen, you know I enjoy trial work as much as you and me to do it. Only difference between me and the two of you is I've been doing it a whole lot longer. <laughs> That's right. Longer, but maybe not better. But we're going to keep going. <laughs> I love it's you. my pleasure to be here today. Thanks so much. No, I love you too. Thank you so much for being here. And, um, you know, for this episode, we're doing something a little different. We are, you know, typically talking to trial attorneys such as yourself, Mike, who have had a ton of trials. But there are other professionals who help trial attorneys get ready to go to trial so that they can be the awesome, badass lawyer in the courtroom. And today we are honoring two of those women from our firm who are paralegals and help people like me and Mike get ready for trial every day. So, I mean, whether we have a big team or a small team, we always have someone like Jen or Carla there to help us along. Absolutely, Michelle. And, you know, as you said, whether it's an investigator, dedicated associate and all kinds of other support, Paralegals, you just can't do it by yourselves as a trial lawyer, and you need these people. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by two ladies, Jennifer Wiley and Carla Montiel, two of our firm's best and most valued trial uh, paralegals. So with that, let's get started, Michelle, because I know our audience is waiting to hear from these two. Well, that's right, Mike. And so first, we're going to get to our preliminary questions. So I'm going to start with you, Carla. Who are you and what do you do? Um, Thank you for having me, by the way. Um, And I am a litigation paralegal at Barnes & Thornburg. And I work out of our Los Angeles office. I've been here for almost 12 years now. It's crazy how time flies. And um, I have been working as a paralegal for about 25 years. And I've been doing mostly or primarily product liability work for the past 20. All right. And Jen, same question for you. Who are you and what do you do? Hi there. Thanks for having me. This is kind of exciting. I'm Jen Wiley and I'm out of the Barnes and Thornburg, Washington, D.C. office. Uh, I'm a litigation paralegal. I primarily focus in white collar crimes, investigations and compliance work, um, but I am a bit of a jack of all trades. I've done environmental law, I've done securities enforcement, and I've been a paralegal for um, 20 years, almost 20 years, and I've been with the firm for about six. Well, first of all, I know this is not a video, but you ladies look amazing. Like, (laughs) doing anything for 20 years, to be looking as young and wonderful as you, like you've picked the right careers. All right, but here is the most important question that we ask all of our guests, and ladies, please think hard. What's your number? And... 
if you've listened to the podcast, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Um, <laughs> Number of trials that you have been, in, and I'm saying you've been in them because you've been there alongside the attorneys. I mean, I've been to several that got settled or dismissed. Um, and then, but that went through to full verdict uh, three and then two in what we, um, we like to call baby court, immigration court. <laughs> Oh, very cool, Jen. Carla? I think I've done about six or seven trials, actually. Um, but I've also done a number of arbitrations. Um, and... Which are just like trials. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Just as much work. Well, and Carla <laughs> also has been doing a lot of the uh, virtual trials, which are uh, seem to just be the, the fan favorite in L.A. So lucky yeah. you. Don't get me started. (laughs) We are going to get you started right now. Mike, why don't you get us started with uh, learning more about Carla and Jen? Terrific. Uh, Yeah, now that we've gotten past the preliminary stuff, let's let's drill down a little bit to learn about these ladies. Starting with you, Jen. Jen, you're in D.C., been in the D.C. office since you've been with Barnes. That's right, isn't it? Uh, I was at uh, a couple different firms before that, but I've been in D.C. for my entire paralegal career, yes. So you're in D.C., you're stuck with dealing with people like me and Michelle all the time, and we know that you are super busy, <laughs> a whole lot of stuff. So help us educate the listeners about how you decided to become a paralegal, when did you make that decision, and tell us a little bit more about the type of work that you do. Okay. Um, well, fun fact, I went to law school, I have my JD, and I moved to D.C. while waiting on my bar results and started working as a paralegal at a law firm. And I realized very quickly that I did not know enough about being an attorney and that I did not want to be one Um, and that the paralegal gig was a much better uh, gig for me because I got to do what I really love the most, uh, which is research. I get to do a lot of uh, research for like case law, um, which I do quite a bit. Um, And I also get to do a lot of uh, client facing work in the work that I do. Um, with some of the monitorships that we're on and with the criminal uh, law, criminal cases we do, I also get a lot of uh, client facing. So I get to do that interaction, which working with people is and helping people is the thing that I have always enjoyed doing the most in my job. Um, and so that's sort of how it happened. Um, yeah, I went to law school thinking I wanted to be an attorney, got out, realized it didn't. <laughs> So the paralegal career kind of found me um, and uh, really enjoyed it. It's been a really good balance for me of getting to use my law degree, but also um, not having to. I actually don't want to argue in court. I love going to court and I love trials, but I like being the one that supports everybody for it. Thanks, Janet. And and as we all know, you're doggone good at it. (laughs) Thank Um, you. We're covering both coasts today, ladies and gentlemen. So we have Carla with us from California. Carla is in a very busy office. She provides paralegal support to some of the busiest trial lawyers in our firm. Same question for you, Carla. How'd you get here? What made you decide to become a paralegal? Tell us a little bit about your route to getting there. Well, um, I am also an attorney. I also have a law degree. Um, But my... um, I guess my path was a little different than, um, than Jennifer. I um, went to law school in Caracas, Venezuela, where I was born and raised. And shortly after I graduated, 
Um, I moved to the U.S. and uh, I went to the bar association and, you know, got some information on, you know, how to do the bar and all of that. And they actually um, came back to me and told me that all I had to do was sit down for the bar. Uh, they looked at all my, my, you know, my degree and all my credentials, and uh, I didn't have to go back to law school in order to take the bar exam. But when I went to Barbary, um, that's the, are you familiar with Barbary? Yes, I am. So, so they, they're the ones that um, do the prep courses here in California. And um, they told me that the program for foreign attorneys was a year-long program, and it was full-time. It was like a Monday to Friday program. And I was discouraged by that answer because um, I couldn't, you know, dedicate myself to working and not working and just taking this course, which is, I remember, very expensive uh, just to prepare for the bar exam. So talking to family members and just trying to figure out what to do, um, someone told me, why don't you do a paralegal program? And that way you can start working and, you know, down the line, you can take the bar exam, et cetera. So I looked into it and um, I went to UC Berkeley for that. They had a full-time program as well, but they had the option to, to do Saturday and Sunday classes so that I could work during the week. Um, and uh, so I enrolled in the program and I, I found a job at a small law firm. In, I was in San Francisco at the time. And... Um, that's how that career path began. And um, that, that program was about a year long, but again, it was like Saturdays and Sundays. So it was, it was a lot more manageable for me so that I could uh, stay working. And then, you know, after a few years of, of working and uh, in needing to stay employed, I just decided that, you know, it, this is what I was going to do. I didn't really uh, want to pursue the bar exam anymore. I started um, working at, at another firm here in L.A. when I moved, and I was really enjoying what I was doing there, and it just sort of stayed that way. But um, I was mostly dedicated to raising my son, so the whole idea of, you know, going back and preparing for the bar, it was just too overwhelming for me. And I, I just never pursued it. Um, and that's how I became a paralegal. <laughs> it's a, a, a long road, but most, most inspiring. And it sounds to me like you've gone on that road and neither of you have looked back. Nope. So you're both very satisfied in what you're doing and, and law firms and lawyers and people that you work with are the better for it. So I'm going to, allow you guys to have some fun. Michelle was laughing when you mentioned Barbie because she knows it's like way back in my day. So <laughs> she doesn't think they're even around anymore. But um, I'm going to let you guys have some fun right now. I'm going to start with you, Jen. Um, if you can go back, tell us a little bit about your first trial experience. What kinds of things did you learn uh, from dealing with the lawyers? 
what kinds of things did you learn that carried you forward and make you want to continue to be involved in trial work? So my first actual trial was with one of the hosts of this podcast, Mina Sinfeld, uh, that I actually went to. And uh, they originally couldn't bring me up there because there was a bit of a budget constraint for this client, but they brought me up because they made me testify. <laughs> so that was my first experience in a trial was testifying in federal court. Um, and they, and uh, But I stayed up there and I helped them. And what I learned very quickly was that no paralegal means no organization. It means exhibits you can't find, things are misplaced, like you are the glue that holds everything together. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, they, you attorneys have things you need to deal with. You have better things to be doing with your time than trying to keep track of stuff. Like you're, you're trying to win a case. You're, you know, trying to do, we were working long, long hours. Um, and I, we're there to help you. And so that's what I learned at that trial. Um, I learned um, that I can still sleep on a couch um, and uh, still function because I slept in their uh, corporate apartment with them. Um, I learned that um, you got to be friendly with the other opposing paralegals because you never know what you meet, might need from them. Um, and they're good. Those are the ones that you want to communicate the most with because you're going to you're going to they'll they'll need things from you, too. And so you want to have a good line of communication, I feel like, with the other side's paralegals, um, especially if you have attorneys that don't like each other meaning like you don't like the opposing attorneys and the opposing attorneys don't like your attorneys. Usually they'll be like, can you go talk to their paralegals? Um, but I learned a lot about like what you should have a trial. Like uh, I always carry uh, cough drops, some kind of hard candies, extra water, wipes, tissues, aspirin, Advil, uh, post-it notes, extra pens. <laughs> you cannot think there's all kinds of snacks. I, I always have snacks. Because you never know. You just never know. And extra water. Good lessons for us all. Experiences that all of us on this podcast have had. Okay, Carla, your turn. Tell us about it. Uh, your first experience. What'd you learn? What'd you want to take away? What'd you want to forget? Um, my first experience was a trial I did in San Francisco. Um I was very, very junior, and unfortunately, um, this firm didn't have a lot of resources, so it was me and the partner, <laughs> so we had no associate, and I had to do everything from uh, carrying boxes all the way to writing briefs, um, copies, going to get coffee. I mean, it was just unbelievable amount of work because it was just me and him. Um, we were almost sleeping, not sleeping, basically. We were either I was in his room or he was in my room, which was um, kind of weird, but we were just working. Um, and we would, you know, we would like get maybe two hours and then we were back on in the morning um, going at it. So that was very interesting. I, I then moved into uh, a big, the bigger firm lifestyle. So uh, things became a lot better after that, 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 that experience at this small firm where I started working. But, but um, you know, what did I not learn? I learned that I was um, 
that this was going to be hard work. But at the same time, it's always been very rewarding to see everything come together and and how the system, especially in this country, I come from a, you know, South American country where, you know, there's a lot of corruption in the judicial system. Things just don't really work the way they work here. So for me, there's always this great admiration for for seeing how the processes and the laws are work. So so my perception of things are always kind of different from your perspective of things in terms of how things really work. Um, just because, you know, I come from, from a, I'm an, I'm a foreigner, so to speak. Um, so that was, that was very rewarding to see how all these things come together and how, you know, the system does work and, and it matters here. Um, to to follow the law and that there's accountability and all these things. So that was great, uh, even though it was a lot of work. That, that's wonderful. Lots of dedication and, and, and uh, loyalty. Thanks so much. Michelle, back to you. Well, thank you, Mike. And I'm going to jump in because you guys have been really very um, PC with your answers, but we're going to get some dirt right now, okay? Because one thing that the lawyers are always wondering is like, what a the paralegals and the support staff thinking about us. So one thing, <laughs> I'm going to start with you, Carla. What is your pet peeve? Like, what is the one thing you hate for attorneys to do when you're getting ready for trial? And don't say any names because we'll have to erase them if you do. But <laughs> what do you think is the, like, the most annoying thing that an attorney can do to you, like, right before trial when you're getting ready? Um, I mean, I think this is just the annoyance what we have not just in trial but you know the 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 lack of um use of technology you know a lot of the old school attorneys they don't want to use the technology and uh they want you to print everything uh you know they want binders and uh so those are things that you know we have to deal with um I've, I've changed a lot, my attitude over the years. Um, and just, it doesn't annoy me anymore. Really. I just, I just know that I have certain types of attorneys and you kind of, you know, you either embrace it or you're just going to let that, you know, get to you and not let, let you do your job. You just have to kind of adapt to the, the, the personalities and, and what they're used to and what they're not. But, but yeah, I mean, there's a you lot that we heart, do. Carla, you hit me in the heart when you said the binders. But I'm trying to get better. I am. I am trying to get better. But I still, when I do duck prep, I don't know, Mike, do you still use the binders? Listen, I, I COVID got me to become more paperless. But you know what? I got to have some paper underneath with a couple of red, black, and blue pens and I got to write in the margins. I may not carry them with me, but I use, I use them to bring my thoughts together. So thanks, Michelle, for taking that and laboring on that, because I thought they were just talking about me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's me too. It's me too. But I appreciate that because I agree. We ha Lawyers have to get up to date on technology. So Jen, similar question, I guess. What is the biggest annoyance that you find when dealing with some attorneys when you're trying to get ready for trial? Um... I don't like it when you're working with multiple attorneys and one attorney thinks that they are more important 
than the other attorneys I'm supporting, especially when those attorneys are maybe doing their witness or their whatever part of the trial before you. Because <laughs> I definitely had that happen to me before. And uh, we're all a team and everyone is equal. And But that said, there are priorities. If you're doing your witness tomorrow, then I'm going to do that particular attorney. You know, like you, someone's going to have to wait. I will get you prepped, but I need to do it in order of who, who, who's going. Um, so that's a super annoying. And on the binders, I've started just making PDFs with tabs to help you out because I too have always loved a good binder, but I too also embrace the technology because I don't like carrying binders around. So I'd make electronic versions of them. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, ladies. So we're going to move on to the most fun ever. You know, you've prepared many witnesses and you've seen them have to testify. Well, now we're going to be cross-examining you. And as you know, the rules of cross-examination require that you answer with a yes or a no. There's no explanations. There's no questions back. It's just the answer. So, Mike, why don't you get us started with uh, your cross-exam of Jen? Great. I'm waiting for this all day. <laughs> Jen. Yes. One of your nicknames at the firm is the finder of things. Is that correct? Yes. And that's because you can find just about anything that anyone is looking for. Is that correct? Yes. And you're also nicknamed Snack Time. Is that correct? Yes. And we heard some reference to that early on, and that's because you're always snacking. Yes. <laughs> and your work, because you travel so much, requires you to stay in hotels when you travel. Is that correct? Yes. But you once stayed in a hotel overseas that was infested with ants in the bathroom. Is that correct? Yes. No further questions. Thank you, Counselor. Dedication, because I would have had to leave. All right, Carla. Um, we're going to start with you now. So you work in our LA office, correct? Yes. And you attended the Universidad Santa Maria, correct? Yes. And that is where you obtained your JD equivalent degree, correct? Yeah. Now, you once had to drive from L.A. to San Jose to conduct a document review, correct? Yes. And you had to be in a car with three Barnes and Thornburg's attorneys for that trip, correct? Yes. And it drove you absolutely insane being in the car with those three attorneys, didn't it? No. Good <laughs> <laughs> answer, Carla. Good answer. Well, you know, it's been a pleasure, ladies. I appreciate I know Mike does, as all as do all the attorneys who work with you, the hard work that you put in to the cases we all work on. And you're right, we are a team, and you guys are such a, a, a valuable part of that team. I'm going to close out with final question. Carla, what words of advice would you give to someone who's maybe considering a, a career about a paralegal, but isn't quite sure it's for them? That isn't quite sure for them. Um, I would say that if you want to do a rewarding, uh, intellectual, um, diverse uh, type of work, um, this is a good choice. And um, it's something I have thoroughly enjoyed um, because of the fact that, you know, I can put a lot of thought into it. I can uh, show my skills. Uh, my, my voice has, has, has an impact. It's also 
rewarding in the sense that, you know, all of the, the people, at least at this firm that I work at, um, are extremely grateful and appreciative of the effort of, of your of your skills, of the help. And, and it's, you know, it's good to feel, it's, it's very good to feel, uh, wanted to feel that, that you are of value, that, that you're contributing, that your opinion matters, you know, all of those things. So, I mean, I think it's a great profession. It's, it's a, it's a respectable profession and it's, it's very useful to a lot of people. Um, a lot of times our clients like us more than, than you guys. <laughs> Not me and Mike personally. <laughs> but you're right. Thank you for that, Carla. Jen, same question. What, what would you say to maybe an aspiring law student or like you went to law school and ended up not wanting to become a licensed attorney? Um, what, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking about that? going down that road of not, you know, becoming a licensed attorney and taking the bar and all of that? Um, first of all, I would say, I think if you want to go to law school, think long and hard about it. <laughs> you have to really know what you want to do, I think. Um, and I just didn't probably look into it as much as I thought. Um, but I learned a lot. Like it was really good schooling. Like it was just, I, I learned how to think differently, um, to be a lot more strategic, a lot more thoughtful. I got amazing research skills. Um, so it's really great for that. And I think it is a really good career. It just wasn't for me. Um, but par being a paralegal, uh, I think is a great career. I think it's even better at Barnes and Thornburg. And I'm not just saying that I've worked at f like four other firms and this one's the best one I've ever worked at. Uh, I feel like what Carla was saying, we have a voice. It matters. Attorneys listen to us. They look to us for, for, for help. Um, and so uh, I, I do think it is a rewarding career. Uh, we get to do really, really interesting work. We get to work, you know, one-on-one -on -one with clients. We get to um, do all kinds of different things. You're always learning a new expertise, right? I've learned about cargo airlines. I've learned about um, parts on cars. I've learned about uh, securities. I've learned, I mean, I've learned so many different, uh, I, I'm a jack of all trades and uh, I'm really good on trivia nights because of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that in and of itself is a reward, right? So thank you ladies for your time today. Thank you, Mike Battle, for joining me as my co-host. It's been great being back on and talking about the thing that we love, which is trial work. Hope to, I hope everyone ch checks in with us again next month. Bye.